if you execute injection techniques without an awareness of the aesthetic, you can do technically good injections and get ugly results because you haven't got the aesthetic awareness. Welcome to the Aesthetics Mastery Show. I'm Dr. Tim Pierce. Brand is away this week and today is my opportunity therefore to answer something I've been wanting to answer for a very long time. What are the ingredients to make a really fantastic injector? People ask me whenever I do an AMA on Instagram what my top tips would be for starting out in a career in aesthetics and I've always wanted to do this video so let me put it all together in one place for you. I'm sure this will help you no matter where you are in your journey just to clarify what the battles are that need to be won on your journey to mastery. So the first battle that you need to overcome, and certainly this has been my experience, maybe not everyone fits into this mold, but for me it was the identity crisis. Like, what am I now? Because I was always a hardcore medical doctor um, and then suddenly found myself in this world of aesthetics and I wondered, do I need to change how I operate and who I am and how I dress and the car that I drive in order to fit in with this new sector? And I know a lot of people have this because we have mentored many clinicians over the years and they will say to us, whenever we ask them what they think is limiting them, things that are around how they are externally per perceived. So it could be, I'm too old for aesthetics. It could be that you think you're too young or maybe you're the wrong sex or the wrong color or the wrong kind of hair. Doesn't matter what the idea is, people often have an idea in their mind um, that there's something about them that doesn't quite fit into this industry. And that is certainly how I felt in the early days as well. Um, but I discovered a very simple way out of it, which is to remember that your, your external perception is really only a very small part of it. The reality is, if you, if you focus on the important skills and your ability to solve patients' problems and then let those patients know that you have those abilities, you will overcome any of these external things that people sometimes use um, to judge people um, because that's ultimately what the game is. If you become very, very good at solving problems, that will overcome all of these other external things. And that gave me something to focus on. But also I learned it because quite quickly I realized that the, my validation in the sector is my ability to actually solve the problem. That's when you are being a great aesthetic practitioner. It's not what you look like. It's not even what your Instagram page looks like. It's how you can actually alleviate the concerns of your patients, understand them, treat them and alleviate them and guide them through that whole process. That's what it takes. The other things are, I sometimes think of them as the sizzle, not the steak. So the sizzle is that you have a Rolex on. I don't, I've got a Fitbit. But uh, the stake is that you can really, really solve the problem. And it's really important that you focus on that aspect and not the things that come with it, um, because that will free you to get down to the business of actually growing your abilities, and then you, you can succeed the right way. So don't worry about all those things that you think make you not fit in. What makes you fit in is your ability to solve problems. The next stage is a battle for competence. So what is it that makes a competent injector? Now I know from talking to thousands of clinicians that quite often they focus on the technical skills. If I'm the best at the technical skills, then I will be amazing at aesthetics. And the technical skills are obviously the injections. So can you give a safe and effective injection? And quite often this comes up in discussions on forums on who should inject and people will argue that the technical skills are what matters as long as you reach that technical skill and anyone can do it. Now the truth is when I've really given this some really careful thought when I was designing our mastery program at Skin Beaver Training, I realized that technical skills are actually built on layers of other 
skills and knowledge that actually informs how you inject. So literally the depth, the position, the volume, the direction of your needle, all of those things are actually swayed by your understanding of what's underneath. A different way of understanding this would be um, if you were to watch a world-class injector and just copy their movements and do the same injection, does that mean you are equal to them? Well, of course not. That's no different to cheating an exam because if you have the answer to the exam questions, that does not mean you have the knowledge to, uh, to pass that exam. And really what we need to do is find out what is the knowledge underneath, the, the experience, the wisdom, the, the technical skills. What, what is it that, that is underneath those individual injection techniques that drives the injector to do it in a, in a consistent way and maybe to tweak it for different patients and to change it for different situations because that's really what we're after. The actual injection technique is the end product of a lot of other things that we need to understand. Top layer after injection technique is treatment design. Your treatment design is that is often overlooked. So often I, when I see people talking about injection techniques, I realize that basically a technique is no different uh, if you compare it to building a house, for example, a bricklayer would be someone who knows the technique of building a house, whereas the treatment design is more akin to the architect. And you need both. It's not like you can build a house without a bricklayer or without an architect. But the best, the, the best injectors have both those technical skills, but they also have the design skills because each treatment is effectively a design. You, you are actually choosing a range of different angles, positions, volumes with your with your needles when you're injecting or your cannulas in order to create a, a, a result which pleases your patient. And that is much more than just knowing one technique because every face is different and every patient is different. And ideally you are changing the variables to maximize the chance of success with all those variables. That's what a designer really does, understands the problem, designs a solution. Then the technical execution of that is a different stage of the process. So we have injection technique, we have the uh, treatment design. The next step is what actually informs your treatment design. So how under what are the parameters by which you would change your treatment design? And that's obviously first is the aesthetic. So the next skill that you need to develop as an injector is an awareness of the aesthetic. And what do I mean by an awareness? It's a conscious awareness because actually we're all aware of the aesthetic. Every time you walk into a room and you meet someone for the first time, your brain will instantly tell you the age, sex, attitude, you know, what mood that person is in. Um, and you tell that, you, you do that within a millisecond without thinking about it. And um, what the skill of the injector is, is to be conscious of what's making you feel that way. Because we all have it, but most people it's unconscious, but you can't control things that you are unconscious of. So that the aesthetic skill is the ability to drive to the surface of your mind what it is that makes someone look cross or sad or droopy or um, older than they should for their, for their years or less beautiful. And once you understand that, you can get to work trying to change it, but you can't do it the other way around. If you, exit inject, if you execute injection techniques without an awareness of the aesthetic, you can do technically good injections and get ugly results because you haven't got the aesthetic awareness. And I know not everyone who comes into aesthetic aesthetics is born artistic, but you can absolutely learn this skill. And I know this because um, I've, I've done it myself over the years. The first course I ever, I ever did, I remember treating a nasolabial fold. I had never thought about what a nasolabial fold was. I wasn't sure what I was really doing 
the shadow looked softer. And then I started to think, well, actually, that person maybe does look a bit younger. But I didn't know before I'd seen the result what I was doing. That was an edu- the first step in, in developing this conscious awareness of unconscious factors that make you look older or all, or all the other things that we try and change. So um, you can also supercharge this process through looking at faces. When you see someone who's older or younger or beautiful, try and make it conscious. What is it about that face that is more beautiful? The simplicity, the light. What is it about the older face that makes it look less beautiful? The complexity, the, the different proportions. You need to think about these things. You can do that more also with drawing or even sculpting, which is something I tried last year, which is um, very hard but very, very rewarding. And it really does force you to become in touch with the, the what is it that actually makes someone more beautiful. Um, so that's all the aesthetic skills and you can't do a good treatment design without knowing what the goal is, what the aesthetic goal is and that does take a long time and a lot of practice. Okay, so if you now have the aesthetics um, under your control, um, what is it next that you need in order to create a treatment design? And the next step, of course, is the anatomy and the physiology of the face. So there are the two elements of this. The, the anatomy itself is simply what are you actually injecting? What are the layers and the structures Um, that you're actually putting your product into and how is that going to change how your product behaves over time because it's if it was just a a shape or a sculpture you know like like when you're sculpting with clear clay it's all one material then you could just focus on the aesthetic but we're not doing that we're actually injecting a moving structure that has a a function um, and we don't want to upset the function while also getting a good create a, a good aesthetic result so you need to think about the anatomy also in a, in a dynamic form because this is one of the early mistakes people tend to make is you, you think about the before and afters in a photograph and we don't think about the dynamics of the face. Remember the point of your face, the purpose of your face is to communicate. That's why it has a different anatomy to other muscles in our body. If you look at the muscles in any other part of your body, effectively they run from bone to bone and they move bones and they basically move the organism around. The difference with your face is that the the muscles run from the bone to the surface of the skin. Their only purpose is to move the skin so that we can communicate non-verbally with each other. And that is a survival skill. You know, if you cannot communicate effectively with your tribe, you're at a huge disadvantage. So remembering that the aesthetic is not just static but also dynamic is also an essential part of the skill. We need to be controlling dynamic beauty, not just um, the static beauty that many people focus on in the photographs. So these are these are rules, ratios, and functions of the face that come from an understanding of the anatomy. Um, and this comes from not just knowing the muscles and not just knowing the arteries, but actually knowing the depth and, and the position and the movement of those of those uh, structures so that you can start to create treatment designs that fit around the risk, which is the complications side of things, but also do only affect movement in a good way. So harmonizing movement that may be unattractive and certainly not stopping movement that you need uh, in, in order to communicate in a, in a positive way. So these are the anatomical structures. You need to know all of the tissues and all of them are relevant. So your ligaments, your connective tissues, smas, muscle, fat, deep fat pads and superficial fat pads. You can check out all of our other videos on those which give a really good introduction to all of those structures and then how you inject around them. And of course, the structures that we're terrified of injuring. So blood vessels, so arteries in particular, but also the veins, um, the nerves, the, the glands, all of those things we don't want to injure or unnecessarily go near. All of these need to become things that you design treatments around to minimize risk.
And that's the next section that we need to master. You must be able to inject around complications and know what to do if complications do occur. Now, the reason for this is even though complications are very rare in our sector, if you do not have confidence in how to deal with them, then you will hold yourself back from even doing the full treatment design. You tend to keep volumes low and do treatments that are quite small so that you feel safe. And ultimately, it means you don't get the best aesthetic result, which ultimately means you aren't really helping your patient. So we need to figure out um, enough about complications that you can actually do the technical procedures that you're trained to do on the patients who need them and you're not unnecessarily holding yourself back. I do have a whole webinar on this uh, which I'll go into in much more detail which you could link, uh, we'll link down below and if you want to register it you can join when I do that webinar. Okay so you've now reached the stage where you've got your injection techniques, um, you know how to do some of the treatment design and your treatment design is being informed by the anatomy, complications and the aesthetic. Is that all you need to know? Well, no. Actually, the final and most important part of all of the aesthetic treatments that we do is the patient psychology. So patient psychology is important because you can do um, face-changing treatments that don't change anyone's life at all. In fact, even a good result that makes someone feel bad if you don't understand the patient psychology. So one of the most important skills to master is your ability to extract what the patient is thinking and feeling and incorporate that into your treatments because that's where all the magic happens. Ultimately, um, your technical skills are relatively useless if you don't alleviate the psychosocial problem that the patient is facing. Nobody books into an aesthetic treatment to meet the aesthetic ideal. That is not the purpose of the consultation to make everyone meet the aesthetic ideal. The purpose of the consultation is to find out where the aesthetic is, in, is relating to the patient's life. That's how they feel and then importantly how they behave in social situations so that you can deliver a treatment that frees them from that concern and enables them to essentially expand their territory to become bigger in their own lives, to take little risks that they wouldn't have taken before. So this could be internet dating or, or taking a photo or just feeling freer or more on the front foot as you go in and confront the chaos of life, which is what we're all doing. So um, this takes both an awareness, first of all, that that's what patients really want. There is no patient who books in for anything else than to, to feel different in a situation and then that to enable them to behave differently. That is the driving force. That is the desire that funds this whole sector that we work in, is the desire for an individual to feel better in their day-to-day -day life and that then to allow them to behave differently. So if you haven't got to that stage of your consultation, you, you, you're kind of injecting blind in many ways because everything else is built on top of that desire. Um, but it's not easy to get to that stage without having good communication skills. Communication skills are really about connecting with your patients and maintaining trust. So when I, when I say maintaining trust, I mean that the patient feels safe enough to open up and really tell you what they're after. And this is very easy to lose. You can do it with the wrong tone of voice not making eye contact at the right point, ask phrasing things incorrectly and inappropriate jokes. All these things I've done in my career and you learn from them each time because you will, when you're observant and you actually watch how patients feel in the consultation, you can tell whether they are either open or closed on the defensive or whether they are re re receiving the information that you're saying and communicating with you freely. I think of trust literally as a bridge to communicate across. Once you have that strong bridge of trust, you can really understand each other. They will tell you exactly what they are looking for. Um, you can tell them exactly what you can achieve and you agree together whether it's worth taking the risk of doing an aesthetic treatment 
with this intent to improve how they feel and how they behave. And if you can do all those things, you will be flying. So in summary, um, the skills that you need to develop are first of all, the injection techniques, because you have nothing to offer unless you can do the individual injection techniques. On top of that, we need to think about treatment design. How do you assemble all these techniques in a way that really makes a difference to your patient? Um, in order to inform the injection technique, you need to understand the anatomy, the aesthetics, um, and the patient psychology. And when you integrate all of this in a good consultation, you'll come up with treatment plans that really do change people's lives. And that's how you do really well in aesthetics. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, if you're interested in our mastery program, which covers all of this in detail, you can call Skin Viva Training or we'll put a link down below uh, to the Skin Viva page. And you can speak to Jay, who's essentially like an aesthetics career advisor who helps clinicians move um, right to the top of the field um, in the stages and at the pace that they like. So give us a call at Skin Viva. I hope that helps. See you next week. Mm -hmm.